Hello, I'm Emma-Jane Purcell and welcome back to Fail Harder, the podcast where I chat to people at the top of their game about failure, from their first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. Joining me on the podcast today, I have the unstoppable Zach Milne. Especially my mother and my sister, they literally like, they hold me down um, and they make sure that I'm getting no notions. I'm getting no, <laughs> and if I ever do, baby girl, I'm, you know, I'm brought back down, you know, I'm, I'm sat back down, and I think that's good at times. I'm like, oh my gosh, just let me live, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, but you know what? It's really good, and um, I feel like it's really important to be a nice person before you're anything else. At age 15, Zach moved to New Zealand to dance with the royal family. He has since gone on to choreograph, teach and dance around the world, performing for numerous top artists. He was also in the final of season one, Ireland's Got Talent, and has opened a dance studio in Dublin. But today, Zach isn't here to talk about his success. He's here to talk about failure. Zach. Hola. Hello. <laughs> you are very welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. And you're just back from Macau. Yeah, Macau. How was China. that? It was amazing. Yeah. yeah I was uh, over there choreographing and performing with um, seven of my friends. And um, we went over for New Year's. The show was on New Year's Eve. So, like, we performed at like 11.45. And yeah, it was for a singer. Wow. From China. Yeah. Was it like a really, one of those like really famous Asian singers? Yeah. Um, her name's Chris Lee, but oh. Chinese would be Liu Chun. Oh, cool. I actually saw the video of it. Look cool. Oh, it looked yeah. like a massive arena and everything. It was, as well. yeah. They don't play games in China. They don't. It's oh, huge. Yeah, it's Next huge. level. Yeah. Oh, it was so fun uh, just kind of look, researching you and looking you up and stuff for mm-hmm. the podcast. Really? So just like oh, watching all oh, your videos. Oh, I'm sure dancing. you found some crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I was like, I am having a videos. great time. Just so entertaining. Thank all you. All right, Zach, can I just explain the format of the podcast? Of course, let's do it. Before we begin. So I have 20 questions in front of me, numbered at random. Uh Most are straightforward. However, some are a little unconventional. And then in the spirit, (laughs) in the spirit of failure and trying to assert control over what life throws at us, Mm -hmm. you get to pick the numbers. Okay. How does it sound? Great. Are you nervous? Are you Um, excited? I'm excited. Good. I like I like games. Great. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, so what number would you like first? Um, 12. 12, okay. Hmm. Did you ever fail anything in school? Of course, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, of course. Everyone fails stuff in school. Um, French. <laughs> <laughs> French, yeah. You're terrible at French. Um... Not t- actually. I just, you know what? I never put the time in to learn it. Yeah. Yeah. I just never did. And um, that was that. That was the only subject I ever failed. Were um, you good in school, or what were you like? Um, in I was like, do you know what? I did my work and I got got it done and did what I had to do. But I was, I just kind of always knew that dance was going to be my life. I just had a feeling, and uh, I kind of just did what I had to do in school to get by, and you know. Yeah. Do you think that like if you if dance wasn't a thing? And you put more time into school. Do you think you could have kind of got like really good yeah. results? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. When when I did put my head to it, I did really well. Um, but obviously dance was my like main priority from like literally the get go. So 
I just like focused on that and mm. um, and, w- and you you moved to <coughs> New Zealand at like 15 didn't you? I did I um I moved there in fourth year so school started in September and I moved there in January um was originally just supposed to be for three weeks right kind of <laughs> um for <laughs> auditions and then I end up being successful in the auditions and we never went home for a year and eight months we didn't come home Wow. Yeah. And you so. were dancing with the royal family. I was dancing with the royal family. That's who I went to um, audition for and train with. And yeah, it just worked out really well. So me, my mother and my sister, we ended up staying there and kind of building a life there. And I trained nearly every day and went to school there eventually. And yeah. And what was that like? It was amazing. It was one of the best experiences of my life for for definite. Um. It was good for me because I was I was young and I was just kind of ready to soak up whatever kind of came my way and whatever training and whatever opportunity kind of came. I just I just soaked it up and um, embraced it. And I didn't really have any worries in the world because I was 15 and 16 when I was there. Yeah, 15 and 16. So um, I just put my head down and did what I had to do and met lots of cool people. And yeah, made some amazing memories that I really cherish. So, and how how does that come about? Like, you know, do you just go to your mom one day, like, uh, "Hey, uh, can we all just uh, move um, to New Zealand?" Or did somebody approach you, or what way? Did no, it well, I was a, like, I was a super fan of um, the royal family at the time. Mm. I was yeah, amazing. Yeah, they're epic. So, um, I was thirteen, fourteen. Um, saw them at a competition actually at the World Hip Hop Championships in America became a huge fan really just admired their dance style and what they did and I wanted to just I just had I just had a connection to what they were doing and um, I just really wanted to try it and begged my mom for years and the auditions were every January and <laughs> um, two Januaries before like literally every January I'd be so sad because she wouldn't like obviously couldn't take me because it's 20, season, 22 yeah. hour flight across the world. It's a big deal. So then eventually, eventually once I got a little bit older and I was in fourth year and kind of had that break year, she was like, okay, Carrie, my sister kind of helped her, um, helped her make the decision. We kind of like forced it upon her, but we did it. We moved across and it worked out really well, actually. It was a really beautiful experience. So Did your mom have to like work and stuff when you were over there? Yeah. Like set up her own little funny, life? Funny story. I was adamant that we went. I found my mom actually the job she ended up working online. Stop. Yeah, I was. <laughs> she's a hairdresser. Um, so I actually ended up looking up jobs, finding the job she ended up working and applying her for it. Wow. And she ended up getting it funny enough that that was, that's the truth. <laughs> and were, were, you, were you kind of tempted to stay there after the year or were you like very much, no, I want to go back to Dublin? No, it, it worked out really randomly actually because obviously New Zealand is so far and there was three of us that we couldn't just fly back and forward like to see family. So when I ended up being successful in the audition, I ended up staying for the year. The year um, kind of ended um, the first like year I was there and we were kind of like oh what now and then I was like I kind of want to do another year so it ended up we ended up staying we got mm. another visa and we renewed our visa and then we ended up visiting home for the first time um, which was a year and eight months into the New Zealand trip and then I ended up just kind of feeling like I, I couldn't leave again leave Dublin again because yeah. obviously I knew if I had a left I would have been gone for almost another two years because obviously it's far so I just couldn't leave my family I couldn't bring myself to do it so I ended up just staying home which was a really big decision yeah um, was a kind of a crazy one obviously 
to like move your life across the world really like go for it and then decide to like stay back in your hometown yeah, especially so young you've kind of nearly set your roots up over there yeah you know for sure um i think it's really cool to, at that age to know what you want yeah I like was, so much that you know you're willing to move across the world to get it yeah that's that's one thing i was super i'm super lucky to is always just to like know what i want i really um have a good clear vision and I'm, i think it's really important to have a clear vision even from when i was younger I really knew what I wanted and still know what I want to do and where I want to go and the next steps I want to take. So, um, yeah, that was like kind of just me following my instincts and trusting, your dream. Trust, following my dream, literally. Mm. Yeah, it sounds corny, but here we are. And what was the, the training like with the royal family? Intense, super intense. Like I um, I trained with two crews, so I trained with the mega crew, which is like the big the big like 40 person crew and then I also had like a younger varsity crew which was like a teenage crew of like eight members so I ended up literally just training 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 like in the corner of the studio in the studio just like going full out all the time hours sometimes 12 hours sometimes 24 hours sometimes one hour sleep sometimes five hours sleep it was crazy but it really benefited me and yeah um i really feel the benefits now as i kind of have more of a professional career i feel like um that kind of prepared me and made me ready for obviously what i'm doing now and what i'm going to do in the future so do you, like obviously it requires like a huge amount of sacrifice to yeah. you mean being like a teenager and just the social life and all that like did you have to kind of cut back on those nights out and things like that do you feel um, to get where you wanted I mean is that is you mean like later on in life or no just like as then? a teenager or now even um, the amount of training that's required and discipline to kind of be yeah, at your level I'm I mean I've always I've always been pretty dedicated to what I do so it never it never felt like okay let's like cut back what I'm like my social life and really go for this career it's just always been that way and it's so bad but people people like you know if there's family events sometimes I won't be there and people are kind of used <laughs> to it at this point because it's my career choice and obviously it's not a quite a normal one so yeah and um, they understand everyone understands that's great so yeah I'm lucky all right Zach we move on to the next number Le- oh I forgot there was numbers <laughs> oh um, yeah Pick a number. Okay, let's do nine. Number nine. How do you cope with failure? Oh, um, I mean, I'm the kind of person that I feel like un- unless I really, you know, if I'm going to do something, I do it 100%. Mm. So you kind of give yourself no, no room to kind of have error. I mean, sometimes there is errors, but like... I'm very full on person and if I'm going to do something, for example, New Zealand, you know, I was 15 and it wasn't a, oh, let me try and maybe go. I was like, no, I'm going to move my life there. I'm going to audition, fly across the world, have my mom invest in what I'm doing. And if it doesn't work out, it wasn't an option for me. Yeah. Um. So I feel like when it comes to like failures, I never really think of them as failures. I think of them more as like learning mm-hmm. experience. Um, yeah. And it's hard to understand. And it took me a long time to kind of grasp that concept. Still does. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I kind of just like, <laughs> I want it now. But um, yeah, I'm learning. And especially last year, I learned a lot. Do you find that you work at such a high standard? Like, you you know, you're saying you give it 100% mm-hmm. all the time. Do you, Does it annoy you when others aren't as committed to things um, as yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I mean, I'm not perfect either. I have my moments and everyone has their moments, but you also have to respect that people are on different journeys and people feel different things and have different goals and different um, priorities to you. So you can't obviously judge, you Mm. know, um, everyone's going through their own situation and going through their own thing. And yeah, you can't really, you can't can't expect things, you know. You know, you have to just let people do their thing. And if they're if they're coming along, they're coming along. And if they're not, then support them anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that um, in the dance world, like, how do you find the... I mean, obviously, you have your own community with the studio you mm-hmm. set up. Yeah. It's obviously, you know, your crew and stuff. But um, do you find that it can get like quite competitive as well? Like, do you find there's that kind of edge to it? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, naturally, dance is a competitive thing, but um, I try not to focus on that. Um, I just usually stick with my friends, stick with my people that I know have my back and that I have their back and I have a good relationship with. And there's never any competitiveness there. So I don't really feel it if there is anyway. Yeah. Um, And I kind of just try and like pull myself away from it and focus on what I want. Because in the end of the day, with dance, there's a lot of different routes you can take, you know, like. I could be a dancer and you could be a dancer and we could be working on completely different projects, you know. Yeah. So everyone can win yes. pretty much. So yeah. um, I try not to focus on the competitive side of it at all. Yeah, I think with those things, I mean, I've said it um, on the podcast already mm-hmm. with the like with the acting world, for example, like there's kind of a, a view, you know, people <coughs> see it as I mean, there is the natural competitive nature that there is, you know, one part of for course. how many actors or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's that natural competitiveness in it. But I find that the, like after a certain point or when people that are, are at a certain level, um, they're actually quite supportive and people, there's like an understanding, like there's not a respect. kind of a, yeah, there's like a respect. Yeah, of course, because we, we all understand yeah. how hard it is. And and in some instincts, I found that competitiveness helps me be better in a weird way. Um, I mean, everyone I feel like is naturally competitive. So, you know, if I, if I not have a competitor, but if I, you know, have something I'm working towards or working against, it kind of pushes me in in a new direction. I feel like a healthy competition never hurt anyone. Yes. Um, for example, we have um in my studio, Fly Dance Studio, um, me and my sister, we, we train uh, these crews and um basically it's like a we have like a younger teenage crew and they basically like are all together like 20 a mixture of 20 boys and girls all in one and um they had a competition actually in december and kerry decided to split them into boys and girls and have them compete against each other um which which caused a little (laughs) bit of a a stir for like an hour (laughs) everyone was like a bit shook um, and then like it ended up working out really well because like the boys end up, you know, like pushing the girls, girls push the boys and they 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 both wanted to win in the end. You know, it's a competition. Um, so it was really cool because like when the girls were having their like iffy moments, the boys were like thriving and vice versa. So um, it was cool just to see how they like leveled up just to kind of like go against each other. So I think, like I said, healthy competition is necessary in life. Who won the competition? The girls did. Hey, yes. Yes, girls. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, what made you want to set up uh, Fly? Um, to be honest, it was um, it was it started Kerry. It was kind of Kerry's initial um, 
doing I've just been like on the journey with her from the start and um, it ended up it started as um her mentorship program um that wasn't even in our studio what wasn't connected it was just like a program that like she wanted to help almost like an artist development program she wanted to help people like um embrace themselves and like learn to obviously learn dance but like learn how to like um present themselves in this like industry development yeah. basically um but um it ended started as that and then eventually it started growing and then it turned into an event and we were like it just kind of rolled from there like each time she would do and it kind of like got bigger and bigger and it got to a point where like well why are we doing this great thing but like not in our own space like wouldn't it be cool to have our own space um to you know provide this program and then it ended up we actually me my mom and Kerry um my mom's Michelle I keep calling her my mom I hope she doesn't <laughs> hey, mind if she's listening <laughs> hi mama um yeah basically we sat over lunch one day I remember in um Douglas and Caldy oh no, Douglas and Caldy <laughs> yeah it's I love that restaurant um and we just sat there and it was like so cash and we were just literally talking and we were like let's open a studio and it literally was that simple it was that conversation and I'll never forget it and it ended up turning into looking at spaces and then we found the space and then we started building it and then next minute was open day auditions blah 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 etc and yeah it was it just That's happened great. yeah so it just developed this, this, it was never a the standard you guys are dancing at is like whoa thank you we mm. try <laughs> how, is, how is it working so closely with your sister oh. <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> laugh if she's listening just it's it's the best honestly it's good it's interesting <laughs> we have we're interesting is code for <laughs> for a little crazy sometimes you know what here's the thing is we're siblings yeah we're best friends we're co-workers mm. were everything jumbled into one so naturally there's a lot of different roles there and a lot of different um obviously emotions and I love her with all my heart and it will always be that way and she's my sister before anything else um but yeah sometimes it gets a little wild but in the end of the day um she'll always have my back and I'll always have her mm. back which is the most important thing and um we actually we actually say that sometimes because we forget like I forget how talented she is because she's my sister and yeah. I work with her all the time and I'm just like oh let's get this done and let's move on to this and work on this project and I forget that she's actually an extremely talented person that um and smart person that just I just see her all the time so it's normal and um we always say that even how lucky we are because even in this like world of like what we spoke about already competitiveness and craziness you know she'll always be there and she cares for me as like a human and, and a brother before anything else, else and, yeah. and vice versa like I really like try and have her back always so do you have a, quite a similar vision on what no. you want no okay we're opposites okay yeah. but they probably create the work probably it works better when it gels that. it works really mm. well and um, we're quite the opposite but I understand her vision and she understands mine and we've somehow over the years like figured out a way to like work together and mold it together and um yeah just bring our our forces together and try and would one of you be naked the natural kind of boss or are you both kind of fighting for that um we're both should... super stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. Not stubborn in a bad way, just we both know what we want. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we clash, but like I said, when it works, it really works. Yeah. And, and then we're like, okay, this is why we do it. And it's really, it works well. And to be honest, there's there's no one else I'd rather do it with. She's yeah. 
she's epic. When you have a really close relationship with someone like we both have a friend in common yeah. that I um, have a theatre company with and, you know, we're very, very close and to the point where you know we're just, you're so honest that you mm. can't like hold anything back oh but yes. it's a really good thing sometimes and then it's also like really 100%. bad sometimes because they're like oh my god oh god, i can tell cares. i can she can tell by my face when what how i really feel i don't even need to say a word she can tell how i'm really feeling and i can tell yeah hers and it's it's good because she tells you what you need to hear and i tell her what she needs to hear or like you know at least I can be honest and say, right, this isn't working or this is working. And um, it's really good because, you know, sometimes people just say, yeah, yeah. it's great. And they don't want to say that that thing that you need to work on or that thing that needs to happen. Um, and it's just super honest. And I think honesty is good, especially when you're an artist. You need to be honest with yourself and with the people around you. Definitely. So, yeah. Do you take criticism well? I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. I ha- think. I sorry. Think you have to. Yeah. yeah. How did you find the experience like on... A TV show, Ireland's Got Talent. So you were in the final, yeah. and obviously, you've got four judges, uh-huh. you know, judging you, um, and then you've got the rest of the country and whoever else kind of just giving their opinions on yeah. your thing. How did you find that pressure? It was interesting. It wasn't. It wasn't like I don't know. I can't, I'm trying to think back to obviously it was two years ago. It wasn't like I don't. For me, it wasn't like a pressure. It was actually a pressure on myself more so. Yeah, I'm a perfectionist. Like a uh, like quite a perfectionist especially just with my dance um I like everything to just be exactly how I want it so everyone's opinions kind of drowned out for that period of time and it was more just like I want to put something on stage that I'm proud of and I wanted to look how I know it can look in my head and as good as I believe it can look so it was more that pressure that I was going to go on national television and I wanted to be as good as I could be and present the best version of myself in that very moment so did you have long between the like so the semi-final and the final like did you the choreography you did for the final like did you was that something you'd already done in the past or did you have to like come up with that within the week or whatever it is because <laughs> um, <laughs> I was watching that I was like yeah, how long I, did you have <laughs> for that um, no I didn't have long at all so what had happened was um, you're supposed to basically have like a finals routine prepared in case you make it through right uh-huh. but I'm Zach Mill and of course I'm procrastinating <laughs> and um perfectionist but I also love last minute things I feel like I work better under pressure okay, yeah. so um, basically I didn't have anything prepared I didn't even have song choices very much um, <laughs> and of course the production I'm saying you need to have this prepared like just in case and um, all I had told them was I wanted to light up runway for the finals anyway end up getting knocked out in the semi-finals brought back as a wild card I found out found out briefly like the Thursday night late like midnight I was in the studio I rehearsed all night probably till five not all night till 5 a.m and try to come up with this whole routine 9 a.m went into the islands into the helix where it was filmed and they had this runway that I asked for but it was the size of a kitchen table and it was half the size (laughs) and I basically like had to work that day with this tiny runway that wasn't even working and basically I did from the Thursday night till the Saturday evening I that's how long is that a day and a half two days yeah, that's all you had to put together this whole piece and like I barely even got a stage run through like I was being rolled around it was actually quite a stressful process but I actually mm. learned so much in that moment because I think that was one of the most under pressure moments I've ever had in my career so it was like oh let's see if this works out 
But I had some good people around me. I had did you have to teach them in, in the middle of all of it? Like, did you teach them the choreography Yeah, I mean, well? they're professional dancers, so it, it wasn't like a crazy yeah, okay. process. But yeah, I did. And I had to make sure like everyone knew what they were doing. And they were like, yeah, there was some like lifts and stuff that we had to like nail and timing with the rolling of the mm. runway. I don't know if you've seen it, oh, but yeah. So like, <laughs> Did I, you get to keep the red coat or is that your red that coat? That was my red coat. <gasps> that is Yeah, of stunning. course. Of course. Yeah, I saw the red coat and I was like, yeah, that was actually mine. I, I um, love it. I love The costume team hooked me up, but I was like, I need this coat. Yeah, yeah so I got it. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's cute, gorge. right? I still have it. Do you? So, of course, it's in my wardrobe. It's shines every time I open the doors you can just like sell it for like millions like, <laughs> no I famous. wouldn't that's a that's a that's a keepsake for me that's a keepsake yeah alright should we move on to the next number let's do it let's do it what number would you like Oh, <laughs> so many numbers hold on probably like a cute a cute two a cute two let's give me a cute two okay cute two okay Zach mm-hmm. nomophobia is a fear of what? Oh my gosh, is it the holes? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, what's that thing you called? You look so sure there. I'm because, so sorry. you know what? You know that phobia, you know the holes? Have you ever seen the pictures of the holes in the hands and the holes in things? No. Oh, I'm going to show you. I have the phobia. So that's why I was so... Oh, right. I just, you know what? I just, you don't like, like holes in... I'm going to show you the picture. Okay. Yeah, I'm going right. to show you. It's crazy. Okay. Um, do you want to see it? Yeah. Oh, I can't look at it. I'm scared now. Hold on. Um, but it's it, it's a new phobia. So like it's actually only been coined as a phobia in the oh, last year Lord, or two. Here we go. Phobia. Pe- people and these phobias are getting a little cray cray. Getting so. a little cray cray. Oh my god! It's holes and things, and it like makes my body shiver. <laughs> it kind of looks like um. Just to no, describe to you um. So if you just want to Google holes I in the hand, um, it's just like a hand that it's really scary. It's nasty. Ooh. But the, it, that's is just it, one is example. It a, is it a disease or, or like? I've no, it's no, it's just like things like sponges and things that like, Blah. I have shivers. I literally have goosebumps. Thinking about, anyway. Do you want to have one more <laughs> guess or shall, shall I tell you the ah, answer? I can't look to it. I'm deleting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. <laughs> Um, Anyone who doesn't like you is just going to be like sending you pictures of oh, these hands. Oh my gosh, no. Stop. I know. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Phobia. Will I tell you? Give me a hint. It's okay. So it, it's a new phobia. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, nomophobia. So it's something to do with like technology. An iPhone phobia? Yeah, close. Close, very, very close. Oh, is it like a phobia of like texting or phone calls or like? It's so close, it's oh, so close. Phobia of, I've not. Oh. So, nomophobia is a fear of being without one's phone. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I read it, I was like, literally, oh. look at it. It's literally like within yeah, my it's like, reach. It, it's so funny because, um, like my. Mam will just leave the house and forget her phone, yeah, and I, I feel like that. I could never do like I've just had I could never like forget my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I just it I just wouldn't be either. something I do. Like I would just always be like before I leave, like where's my oh, phone? I'd which for- is so bad. I forget I to wish... put clothes on before I forget my yeah. phone for sure. It's terrible, isn't it? It is, but here we are. Here we are. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying, yes. to, I'm trying to stop 
the whole phone situation and、mm. the whole like constantly being on like Instagram, etc. Yeah. Um, but it's tough. Yeah, I put on. I put on the.、Um, <laughs> you know the Instagram. <clears throat> has like a a setting you can put on that like after a certain amount of time a, a notification will come up. So、oh, yeah. I've set mine as twenty minutes. So like it'll pop up if I'm on Instagram. Like you've spent twenty minutes on Instagram today, and like literally for, for like two days, I like noticed it. Now I just X out of it. The second it comes up,、of、X keeps scrolling. <laughs> How long would you say you actually spend on your phone in a day? I all I, in all on my phone, so like including like WhatsApp, everything, everything. To be honest, like I wouldn't be as bad as other people, but I would probably say averaging an hour to an hour and a half. Some days could be way longer, some days could be shorter, but I would say that's my average. How much is yours? I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. Actually, I haven't checked, but I'm not even gonna say it. Because, <laughs> Go on. No, I don't. I honestly,、back. I don't even know. I haven't checked fully, but I, <laughs> I way more、know. than yours. Yeah. Like two hours, three hours, four hours. Probably could be more. I'm not even sure. I wouldn't be surprised if it was more.、Mm. Um, just, just especially a lot of my friends live abroad. Yeah. So my best friend lives in Manchester. So she's also my manager. So. Oh. I spend at least <laughs> an hour a day on the phone to her. Right.、Um, oh yeah, I'm not even taking in phone calls as. Yeah. That. Definitely. Okay, maybe、things. more.、Instagram. Yeah, I probably just have a nice idea of myself that's not true. Yeah. Yeah, but you know we'll stick to it. Yeah, we'll leave it. That's all. We'll just say two hours for yeah, you. Yeah, two hours. I actually taught I taught English for a little while. Okay. A few years ago, and I remember doing、um, a class about phones, and we we're asking like, how much time do you think you spend on your phone? And like, some of the people were like,、mm, about eight hours. I was like, Yeah. Are you sure? They're like, Yes. I was like, Yeah. Eight hours. That is a really long.、Time. It's next level. That is next level. And if I'm not list、uh, on my phone, I'm listening to music. On Spotify,、oh, yeah. strolling down the street on the airplane in my bed in my、Strolling、shower、yeah. everywhere. All right, okay, I'm getting sidetracked. Oh yeah, <laughs> phonophobia, whatever it's called. Namophobia. Namophobia. Okay. Namophobia. You'll never forget it. Okay, next number. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna <laughs> yes, tell me the number. Pick the number. Um, let's say number twenty. Number twenty. Has anyone you loved ever really failed you? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what does fail fail me mean? Like, it kind of depends on your own interpretation, I guess. I mean, you know, like a relationship, you might feel, let's say, somebody cheated, or you know, maybe they let you down, or maybe a friendship, and、mm. you know, somebody wasn't there for you. Maybe somebody hasn't ever failed you. Maybe you failed them. Oh, it's a tricky one. <laughs> um, you know what? I think um, there hasn't been one. It's just like um, I think there's like in everyone's life. I'm sure like there's like relationships that like not even like a A relationship, relate like just a friendship or、mm-hmm. like something like that, where like you know, one minute you're really close to someone, and the next minute, life kind of like you go on your separate journeys. And I think that's that's actually a really interesting process, um, for me to understand, um, because obviously I'm 
like I'm 21 and you know I feel like these like years there's a lot of change I mean everyone's life changes but I feel like it's like the transition from like younger to mm. like adulthood um etc so um I think that's been a weird one to understand actually like ha- having like maybe someone who's like really close and then maybe they take like a switch of career or a switch of journey and naturally that causes you know you know things change and mm you you know someone and then then the next minute you don't and that can be quite hard to understand so um i wouldn't say it failed ever i think just like different life paths i think that's um that's a hard one to understand yeah. do you ever feel that way oh 100%. i don't know if you ever feel that way but yeah no i think um i think if you kind of get let down by somebody you know it's a it's a hard thing to kind of process but mm-hmm. at the same time you have to kind of reflect on why that happened and mm-hmm. you know was that your maybe your expectation on that person you know and then yeah maybe it's your own thing yeah yeah I think I've learned from this whole topic that we're talking about I think I've learned to stop having expectations okay for a good reason and expectations like in life for people you know they're not you and they have different thoughts to you and you you have to respect that and I think that's a good thing to stop having expectations in that way because then everything flows more yeah you know everything every person that's meant to be in your life is going to be there and um, it feels more natural. So um, through the whole process, I feel like no one's really like done anything crazy, just more so just like it's hard to like, especially with my career and me constantly traveling, like there's so Mm. many different people in your life and some come, some go and um, you have to just kind of like embrace that, I guess. It's it's, it's a weird thing, but it's it's also cool because I get to meet a lot of great people, I Mm. guess. Has there been any kind of in your experience, like, because you're doing so well, would there be kind of maybe with friendships with other people kind of in the same industry that you might feel there's a bit of jealousy that you are doing so well? Have you experienced that at all? No. Really? Funny enough, no. And that's not me being corny or being yeah. like, no, it's been perfect. It hasn't been perfect. I'm yeah. human. Everyone's human. Things happen. You have arguments with your friends, you know, normal little things. But um, I don't know. I'm, I just want to, like, for me, there's no point, for anyone, I think, there's no point being a successful person and being there alone. You know, like, everyone wants to be successful and wants to you know excel at what they're doing and I I think it's really cool if you if you're in a position to like help someone out and give someone that chance or put someone forward or you know just help someone out and help a friend out even if they're doing the exact same thing as you it's for me that's um that's a blessing to be able to you know give someone an opportunity or try bring someone along with you you know or yeah yeah I, I try to see it as that my friends have been so supportive of everything that I do and um, I've been very lucky and some do the same thing as me some do completely the opposite and I've I've been very lucky but I think that comes down to the people you surround yourself with and yeah. um, I have really good people around me um, and I'm happy I can say that I'm really lucky because you know some people may not be in a situation where they're surrounded by the most positive people or um <clears throat> around the most um, ambitious or enthusiastic people um, just about life in general and I'm I feel like everyone that I really spend a lot of time with is very passionate about what they do is very sure of themselves and that's nice because you don't have to question those people those yeah. people or their intentions in your life um, or 
why they're putting themselves, you know, in your situation. Mm. You, you just trust that they're there just to be there and to be on this journey with mm. you. It's yeah. a really nice way to be. I mean, like, you're only 21. She yeah. thought you were a bit older. I turned 21 in September. Oh, yeah. I'm born in September as well. Really? What date? The 13th. Oh. 11th. Oh, close. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, But like, at 21, doing so well, flying around the world. Thank you. Dancing for, you know, big artists, teaching in Asia, all places. Like, you seem like super grounded. Because yeah. I think at a young age to do so well, some people might get like real swept up with that. Of course. But like, you seem to have like a real good... I mean... A good head in ya. Yeah, yeah, I have, like I said, especially my mother and my sister, they literally, like, they hold me down um, and they make sure that... You're getting no notions. I'm getting no... <laughs> and if I ever do, baby girl, I'm, you know, I'm brought back down. You know, I'm I'm sat back down and I think that's good at times. I'm like, oh my gosh, just let me live. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, but you know what? It's really good and um, I feel like it's really important to be a nice person before you're anything else. Yeah. So, and I think that's what has helped me more. So in my career, than you probably even imagine it's being a good person and um, making time for everyone, no matter who they are or, Absolutely, you know, yeah. I think that's helped me a lot because, you know, no one likes a mean person mm. or a nasty person. Absolutely. So yeah, you've got to be kind. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we move on to the next number. Of course. Yes. Okay. Okay. What, next am I, number. what am I doing? Um, one number one. Uno. Yay! I keep saying Spanish. Is Spanish? Yeah. Uno. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to learn Spanish. Are you? I mean, like I said, my French didn't work out, but I'm not. I love Spanish music. Like, yeah. I actually one of my favorite kinds of music. I listen to it like more so than any other kind of music right now is reggaeton. Oh, cool. So, yeah. um, it's more so just like lyrics and stuff. I just think it sounds so beautiful. Cool. Yeah, I so. love Spanish, yeah. I know, I like I'm that. trying. Okay, Zach. Mm-hmm. Could you spell... Oh, this is a quiz one. <laughs> precocious. Precocious or precocious? Precocious. Per, okay. Wait, precocious. P-R-A. Uh, P... Pre- P or E C O say U or C O T C O C O A T Wait No per, per, p, <laughs> p did I say P E R? P P or, or E, e C O S C O T No C O CO2. <laughs> MCO. It's this something, it's a killer. Something T I O U S. There's a reason that's in there, and that's because there's a really weird yeah. silent letter. I already am on to you. P R E C O A? No. I just say it. Well, I just tell you. Yeah, come on. P R E C O C I O U S. Oh, I would have said T I O U S, yeah. And a whoop. <laughs> you did all right, though. I didn't do. Oh, actually. Far from now. I felt like one of those, you know, those spelling bees that you yeah. see in like the P-R-E. movies and stuff. Yeah. Like, can you please repeat it or repeat that or whatever they like used to say. Like that final scene in Mean Girls. Yeah. What is it? Oh, no, that's actually maths. Never mind. And what was the other one? Um, Little Miss Sunshine, was it? Did I make that up? No, she does the beauty pageant no. thing. Yeah, she does. But I feel like there's a spelling bee in it. Don't quote me. Is there? Don't come for my edges, please. Thank you. 
Okay. All right, Zach. Um, what number would you like next? Um, let's do four. Number four. Actually, can I change? Three. Okay, number three. I like three. It's a nice number. It is. Okay. What failure do you fear the most? I know this one already because I've thought about it a lot. Um, it's the fear of... Um, how would I word it? The fear of not living up to my potential that I know I have. That's that's my biggest fear, I think, is um, like not doing everything I want to do in my time and not really giving everything that I want to achieve a go. And yeah, I think that's, you know, mm. potential. Oh, what was I can't remember the word. Um, like potential that you don't really yeah. excel in or like really develop. Um, kind of like undiscovered. Uh, yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. There was a word for it and I completely forgot it. Yeah, it's like unpursued potential, yeah. basically. Um, that's my biggest fear. Yeah, it's just like um, I have a lot of things I want to do and um, uh, like a handful of things, if not more, that I really feel like I was put on this earth to give a go and try. And um, yeah, it's just not really trying it and that's my fear and it's kind of a good fear to have because it means I'll really try my best yeah. to get it done but um, yeah it's that I just want to make sure I do everything that I really want in life so yeah Where would you like to see yourself in 10 years time? 10 years 10 years is crazy I haven't really Okay we'll go 5 years 5, five years Okay Okay I would like to um be still be a choreographer obviously for um for like really like big artists like mainstream Rihanna to be oh, specific yeah. um Rihanna like a lot of mainstream artists Beyonce etc um I want to be like um kind of a choreographer slash creative director in that kind of aspect um I want a home of my own I want to still be surrounded by amazing people um not sure where I'll be in the world maybe America yeah um why yeah. would you like to be in America just because of the opportunity or? um I love America I don't know why I love Ireland um and I don't know if I'll I'll be in America forever but I want to at least spend a little bit of my time of my life in America um, I'm actually working on my visa right now oh yeah I'm nearly there so hopefully this Ooh. this month next month we'll be filing um so we'll see how that goes. Um, Do you find that there's um, a, the opportunities are a lot better in other countries as com- compared to Ireland? Compared to Ireland, sorry. Yeah. Um, depends on what you want to do, really. Um, I love Ireland. Ireland will always be my home. I always have this sense of like almost like feeling relaxed whenever I'm away. I love going away. I love traveling. But when I land home as well, I feel the sense of like homeliness and oh, this mm. is my place, um, which I'll always have, you know. This is where I was born, where I grew up, etc. Um, but I do want, I just feel like for what I want to do, there's a bigger industry there um, mm. and everything's more it, more attainable there. Like you can, you know, go like I love America because I feel like when I wake up, I can be like right today. I can literally do that thing I've always wanted to do and I can do that here. But I feel like obviously the industry here isn't as big or doesn't mm. kind of cater for what for my you know career so there's kind of a cap I suppose you kind of do with dance to to want to to dance at the level that you want to dance at you kind of do need to 
yeah leave the country I suppose I guess like more in a creative element like I mean, for we're me we're gonna be dancing with Rihanna and Beyonce <laughs> yeah yeah I really like I just yeah I mean I I don't know I think yeah it's a good place to be and um from the time I was younger I think I told I told my mom and her friend actually her best friend always tells me because uh I think I was like three no maybe not three maybe like five or six and I told her I was gonna live in America um, and that she could come and visit me <laughs> from when I was so young so well? so it's yeah it's like you, you're always welcome but it's just been like a bucket list thing of mine since yeah um or goals list thing of mine since forever so I feel like I have to do that so maybe in America maybe home um hopefully maybe be you know you know with someone that's <laughs> real cute, real nice person. Be in love. Maybe we'll see. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> Who not. Knows? You know, um, we're open and um just happy. Yeah. Very happy and um happy. I feel like my answers right now are so cliche, but happy because I feel like um You can't dis happy. You can't dis happy, but no. it's so like I wanna be happy, but um I, f- I just I'm learning the importance of happiness and you can have everything in the world and not be happy and you can still be miserable. And that's what I've learned. And I didn't even know that probably like three years ago. I, You could have asked me, I, well, I want to do this job and I want to have this and I want to have this in my, this car in my garden or I want to have this. It was like, you know, so cliche. And I'm learning that like, yes, you can have all those things and still not be happy. Or yes, you can have those things and be happy. So it's all up to you. So I just want to really be in a good place mentally and physically and just feel good about myself and have a good outlook on life still all right all right (laughs) yeah i love all right all right (laughs) yummy 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 you have to pick the number oh sorry i keep forgetting (laughs) to pick the number okay sorry my bad let's see who everyone forgets to pick i know do they it's not just me. I, I think you've okay. probably forgotten the most. Okay, whoops. <laughs> Anna, whoop. <laughs> um, let me pick 16. Did I pick 16? No, I didn't. No, did not. I haven't picked 16. What is your earliest memory of failure? My earliest memory of failure. Um, sorry, I'm just thinking. Um, Take your time. I think I think it was it was never a specific moment um I don't know if it was one thing that ever like resonated with me as like a failure I don't like to I really don't as much as you can call them failures I like to like try and re redefine yes. the word failure just for myself I am um, I understand that things can be failures for sure but I try to redefine it so I can see it more in a positive light. Um, I think one of the, for me as a younger person, I think the thing that was the hardest for me, you can call it a failure maybe, but I eventually just was able to work through it was actually just like um, being defined, feeling like I needed to fit into like a certain mold, you know, growing up, obviously I wanted to, you know, maybe I was a little different or a little bit more, um, I don't know, just different, you know, growing up with my like sexuality, my, you know, being obviously a boy, being more feminine, being this, that and the other. Um, it was like, it took me a lot longer to like come into myself and like understand who I really was. I think it was like, um, the hardest thing to kind of like overcome in that sense was like, um, 
not letting people put me in boxes and like especially with this dance career you know it's it's very as much as it's about your talents it's also it can be a lot about looks and your your physics and all that kind of stuff so it's like the hardest thing for me to overcome was just learning to accept myself and embrace myself for the person I am and the whether I'm not tall enough whether I don't have the right body type whether I don't have the right skin color hair color Mm. face color the right I don't know anything um that was like the hardest thing for me to to maybe um learn and once I once I mastered it and learned to accept myself and to embrace the like weird things about myself and the weird characteristics maybe that I that aren't normal um to like I don't know a normal person I guess I don't know um yeah I just learned to accept that so maybe years ago I would have called me not fitting in like a failure or like not you know it was difficult for me to understand and now I feel like it it's what sets me apart from people is being able to like walk into a room and completely accept myself for who I am and stand there and confidently present myself when it's very difficult to do you know and shout out to every dancer or person Mm. who who kind of has had that moment in their life where they felt like they weren't enough or not that I ever felt like I wasn't enough, but just felt like I didn't fit into the mold of what I should have been. And, you know, I'm happy I learned that um, sooner than later that actually I am enough and um, who I am is a great person and that's fine. And whether I look like this person or look like that person or fit into this mold or not, I'm still me. And that's actually my strength. So, yeah, it wasn't like a failure. It was just more like it it took a while for me to understand. And I used to think it was a negative thing. And now it's like a positive thing. So that's good. Yeah. Did you did you did you get a hard time in school? No, not. Obviously, obviously, everyone has a hard time in school. Um, It was just your own thing. It was just. Yeah, it was like my own thing. Actually, I had a conversation. Who did I have a conversation with yesterday? Or like a couple of days ago, I don't recall it, but I, I remember the conversation. It was, I actually said, I, oh, yesterday, um, I was getting my hair done and um, the girl that does my hair is like like family to me. And um, we were just like, her son is like going to like my old school. And I was like, I actually had a really positive, you know, positive experience in school. And yes, there was moments where like it would be like, yeah, you know, people might say things or call me names or, you know you know the huge you know um (laughs) I managed to work through it and like I was really good at brushing it off um and yeah there'd be moments where I'd probably get really upset over it but every child I'm sure has that moment and um now it's cool because I can fully like embrace myself and obviously we still work on it every day to try to be more comfortable with ourselves but I think that yeah my school situation was really was really positive and I enjoyed it mm. for what it was. Okay, I think we have time for one more Let's do it. question. Mm-hmm. What number would you like? Uh, final number. Did I pick 10 already? No. 10. 10. Um, how do you measure your success? Um, how do I measure my success? Um, it's a good one. I, you, your questions have me thinking. It's really good. It's nice to actually um, reflect. It's like helping me reflect on everything yeah. that I haven't reflected on already I'm from glad, the last I'm year. Like the yeah. Um, <laughs> how do I measure my success? Um, I mean, I'm not sure exactly. I just, 
it's easy to like compare yourself to other people with especially with success and like the whole social media thing like especially this time of year like everyone posts everything all their achievements everything on yeah. on social media so it's easy to compare yourself but i think for me like a, a good moment is like when you put something out into the world into the universe and you see it happen i've had actually a couple like really strong um situations where i've literally said i'm going to do that or achieve that and I've achieved something and that's really powerful. Oh wow. Um so for me obviously it's cool being able to like tick off your goal. That was like a really cool thing. Um was there is there something you in particular that you um can tell us about? Yeah. There's there's I mean there's a couple moments in particular like me saying like say I'm gonna do this job and then uh-huh. something comes up like within the month and you're like I literally spoke that into the universe and put it out there. Um, and sometimes it happens fast, sometimes it takes longer. But one one um, situation I had was, um, like, obviously, um, the royal family, that was one in particular. Like, obviously, I really wanted that for years and I really put it out there. Like, there was no question, am I going to do it? It was like, I'm doing it. That's me. Here we go. Um, and there was a year where it was 2013 and I was on an Irish dance crew um, with actually like a lot of my friends. And we were at the Hip Hop International Competition, the Worlds in um, Las Vegas. And we were like millions of countries, like literally like thousands of people in this one hotel competing against each other for this title. And we were in the hallways and the royal family, okay, they never stay in the same venue as everyone. They're like, because they're quite high profile, Mm. blah, blah, blah. They like to just like stay away from the competition, focus on it. And obviously we stayed in the hotel because obviously I just feel like they take it more serious than most most people. And back then at least um, they really, they really, they did. And um we, we were sat in the hallway one day and I was like waiting for them to arrive like anyway they walked in and they were like walk in like real like seriously and they walked oh, past wow. everyone and I I literally was like I sat there with my friends and they walked by me and I turned around and I was like guys that's gonna be me next year are you gonna come and see me and they were like yeah cool like yeah not that they didn't believe in me they just it was a casual thing yeah but like I was like guys like literally walking through those doors I was like I'm going to be standing in that group right there. And I did it the next year and I walked past. Not, I didn't walk past the Irish crew, but I saw my Irish crew and it was like a, a full circle moment. Like literally, like for, for someone, it was so simple walking into the building. But like for me, it was like that moment of I sat with a crew from the other side of the world and said, guys, that is going to be, that's a dream of mine. And I did it the next year. I literally walked through the doors with my, with the girls I literally walked through and I literally um, competed with them. And I, I did what I wanted to do in that moment. I absolutely love that. Like, cool. I think, I think that a lot of people are afraid to do that. Um, yeah. Like afraid to kind of just be like, guys, that's what I want. Uh-huh. Because they're essentially afraid to fail and, and if you say it and it doesn't happen you know then everyone will know you fail but you know probably the right thing is just look this that's, is what I want and just really that's what helped put me. it out there yeah. into the universe and work hard for it y- you can't leave room for unsureness I feel that's that's one thing another another thing I've really learned is um, and stand by still is if you have any doubt it's it won't happen you know and you can't have any doubt um I feel like with that, I had no doubt in myself. And I mean, I was just 15 at the time. Um, of course, naturally, you're like, oh, 
it's gonna happen but yeah. um you have to be super like super confident like if if i had of like here's an here's an example that i feel like um that i always kind of compare it to is with school okay because obviously in ireland school's a huge thing and it's so important and um especially for people who want to pursue dance it's hard to balance school i have a lot of friends that are in school and thing and um i respect that if that's what you want to do but i feel like with my situation if i had a like stayed in school like i'm gonna finish school but like half pursue dance and half pursue school when all i want in deep down in my heart is i knew i wanted school at least for myself Mm. i really wanted school i mean sorry really wanted to dance and um if i had a like i felt like dabbled in the whole half school let me try and finish just so i can finish and have a backup and go to college while i dance just so i can like you know maybe have something to fall back on i feel like when you have that in your head and you have the idea of something to fall back on it's too easy it's a doubt yeah it's a doubt it's not a let me fall back it's a I don't know if I can do this and I and I really encourage people to like dive in you know if dance doesn't work out go back to college or like yeah and maybe everyone's different of course I everyone's circumstances but for me I felt like what helped me was not like dabbling it was all or nothing and I feel like still to this day in my life um it is scary and obviously there's days where I everyone doubts themselves in in some ways but you I just feel like you have to really throw yourself in full force and also voicing what you want has helped me so much like telling people to the point where they your friends hold you accountable like yeah have you done that no I'm gonna do it and um that's really powerful for me and um what I've learned is that if you write something down it, it really is out there or if you say it out loud it's out there rather than just thinking it because then yeah. if it doesn't happen no one knows you yeah. know no, I love um, that. so I think that's really powerful and um, that's just what has helped me is just diving in and not trying to question or overthink everything yeah yeah all right well Zach this has been great. It has. Thank Thanks you. for having me. My first podcast, <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, your first podcast. I know. Here we are. Many, I'm sure. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. You've been great. I've had the best You're time. amazing. <laughs> I love your, what you're doing. Love and the questions. Your, I love the questions and what you're all about. And yeah, thanks. Thank you, Zach. Thank you so much. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Fail Harder. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. I would really appreciate any help in getting the word out there. Please do one, please do all, please do some of these things. Please subscribe, rate, review, share, tell people. Also, feel free to get in touch on Instagram at Emma Jane Purcell or on Twitter at Emma Jane Purcell. Thank you for listening. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.